0: Let's remain standing in the presence of the Lord and I want to say welcome to all the people that are watching online. Hey, we're going to a crazy season around the world because of the coronavirus. And sometimes even when you have a discussion, maybe in your small group or at home, sometimes people have different opinions. I think there are two groups at the moment. Some people, they really think this is the big deal and other people think, That's not a big deal. I don't know what is your position, but what I would love to pray right now is that the peace of God is embracing your family, the place where you're at the moment, at the workplace. And I think the presence of peace of God is the most important thing. Whatever opinion you have or you build up, can you stretch up our hands for a moment? This is a sign we want to ask God Almighty, the God of provision, the God of all power and well known, for His anoint, love, peace and peace. Father God, I'm so thankful that You have promised us that You are with us. And may Your peace falling down into my own soul and heart and spirit. May the peace of God fall into my family, into my workplace to my neighbors and I will not allow that the the virus of Corona has the power to fear me because there's power in the name of Jesus Christ and in the name of Jesus Christ there is peace all understanding and Father God I want to ask you right now baptize me right now with your peace with your joy and the knowledge that you are stronger than any virus the name of christ is stronger than any virus you are not led by fear you're led by the spirit of god I'm so glad and um, we're really privileged. We're one of those churches around the world. We are able to do church celebrations for many, many months and I don't take anything for granted. For all the people that are not coming live, I don't get it. Because uh, millions and billions of people around the globe, they would love to come back to the church and we have the possibility in Switzerland to gather with more than 1,000 people. That means our government, it's a little bit different. Yeah, let's give our government a big round of applause. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, let, let, let's switch to the Word of God. I, I, I could preach right now about the virus, but I won't do that because I have a lot of conversations, a lot of emails, a lot of opinions for people think about it. And my, my point is always, let's use our energy to win people for Jesus Christ. Because that's the most important thing. Whatever opinion you have, you're in, you're for this or for that. Let's win people for Jesus Christ. Let's, let's, let's put our hearts centered Jesus Christ this is all we can do and I think that's the most important thing that's my advice to you because I get every week so many emails about this theory about this and this and I don't read it anymore because I focus my energy to win people for Jesus Christ to preach the word of God and build an amazing strong church around the world so it's my advice Uh, the title is uh, this is how I become more patient We kicked off a series last Sunday about the King David, about his journey from the beginning to the end. And I think the word patient, inner calling, is very, very important that you understand. Everything takes time. And I don't know how it's about you, but I don't like the word patient. Patient means it's a lot of time. If God gives me a calling, I won't have it right now. I belong to the Speedy Gonzalez generation more speed is better, and here is a Bible verse in Proverbs actually it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him, and He will make your path straight. That means, right now, when God gives you a calling and you are called with a dream, with anointing, that God has a certain way to bring that calling to a fulfillment. But God's timing, God's ways often is so different than what I will do or how I will treat myself. And I'm a very visual guy and that's why we have a lot of props on stage. It's not because uh, we are running out of words, because I believe there's a power in words and slides and pictures. And here is a picture we draw. It helps us for the whole entire message about David to understand. Everything starts as a seed. And when a seed is in the ground, it's not impressive. It's not like, wow, come on, I will change the world. When a seed is in the ground, it happens nothing. That's the word. You have to be patient. You have to wait. But every farmer is not in a rush. It's not in a hurry. He says everything is under control. But in the end of the day, as you can see, all of a sudden there's a breakthrough in the life of David. He becomes a king. And all of a sudden the story is, praise the Lord, hallelujah, very good. That means to be patient means every everything has a season and there is no shortcut. You cannot buy God for a shortcut. God is never in a rush, never in a hurry. God knows what he's doing. Here's the point number one. You are always anointed before you're positioned. Before God positions you, he anoints you. Why is the anointing important? Anointing means you know exactly what kind of a fruit you will bear. And there's always an anointing before God positions yourself in a specific place. Let's dive into the story of David. Maybe you're here, you have never never heard about David. It's not the David, your neighbor. It's the David from the Old Testament. And let's go into the story of David. Here is a clip.
1: The prophet Samuel was searching for a new king. The old king, King Saul, had angered God, and God wanted to dethrone him. God told Samuel where to find the new king. After some confusion, Samuel finally found the shepherd boy, David. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Samuel then went to Ramah.
2: Hello.
0: Hello. It's me, David. I'm anointed with an amazing oil. It's me. Hello. Have you ever thought about it when David was anointed? The Bible says everyone left him. And all of a sudden he was alone. And here is the point in the Bible. Why he was alone? Because you have to understand to being alone in that moment is a very crucial thing. Everyone uh, uh, experienced those situations, maybe you know, in a praise and worship season, you're going to a church, you're going to a small group, you read the Bible, and all of a sudden, God gives you a calling. It's like, it's like a movie. You see a picture, you see an image, you see where God has called you to do. And that moment is very crucial because what should I do now? Have you ever asked the question, thanks God for the anointing. But where is the crown? Where is my position? Have you ever had this experience? And you are stuck somewhere. What should I do? And we can learn so many things from David actually. You have to understand the moment God anoints you, that's an amazing blessing moment for you. But it's also a dangerous moment. You have to understand there is God and there is the devil. And you have to understand the devil is always a strategy. After you have been anointed from and by God, the devil is not doing nothing. The devil always will attack, rob and steal and destroy the anointing that God has given you. Here's a Bible verse in 2 Corinthians on the screen. What's going on here? Good. So Satan will not outsmart us, for we are familiar with his evil schemes. Here's the point. We know exactly what the devil is in, 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 wants to do it. We, we as a Christian, we have to understand what is the strategy of the devil. If you don't know the strategy of the devil, you are in big problem. That means the moment God anoints you, you have an enemy. And the devil does everything in his power to destroy the seed, the calling that God has given you. It's easier to destroy a seed than a tree. It's easier to destroy the seed than the end result of a tree. Hey, there's two stories in the Bible. For example, when the people of God have been in Egypt and they become a very big nation actually, the Pharaoh, he understands that, oh my gosh, these nations go crazy big and he said, let's kill the firstborn in the whole entire nation. He killed all the firstborn. Why in the world? He knows if I kill the firstborn, the anointed one, the called one, I destroy the fruit. And that was the moment when they put Moses into the river of the Nile. Same thing happened when Jesus Christ was born. The king Herod heard about Jesus Christ and he said, let's kill all the Kids, they're two years old in the whole entire world. He thought, if I can kill Jesus, if I can kill that seed, if I can kill that anointing, that calling, the fruit will not take place. The moment God anoints you, praise the Lord, hallelujah, that's good news, but also it's bad news. The devil tries to destroy the calling of God in your life. Wow. Let's go in the story how, uh, how God led David into the right position.
1: Samuel then went to Ramah. Hello? Oh, well, and so David returned to his sheep.
0: You know when, when God called, anointed David. Actually, you know what happens? God put him back to the place where he came from. It's not crazy. That means you maybe you're working somewhere, you're going to a church, a small group, wherever you're looking for a new anointing, a calling, and God calls you. And I think, oh now now comes the moment. God puts a crown on me, and I will be the next king. But God put David. Back to the place where he came from. Do you know David was leading and and sheep the sheep actually? Have you ever understood a bit what uh, leading sheep means? Here is the sound for David. Monday morning he heard the word like meh. Tuesday
1: meh.
0: Wednesday meh. Friday meh. Saturday, meh, Sunday, meh, next week, meh, a month, meh, next year, meh. God led the anointed guy back to the most boring place on planet earth. If you think your job is boring, you're flipping flip, you have a good job. Leading sheep is so boring and it smells like sheep. It's not good. And here's the point. Thanks. Good one, actually. That's the point. When, when God calls you, He will not put you straight into the calling. He puts you always back to the place where you come from. That's the shocking moment for you guys. I will never forget many, many years ago, God gave me a vision, a dream that I will lead one day, I will run one day this church. But from that moment when God gave me the vision, when God gave me the calling, from that moment until I took over ISAF, it was six years Six years going back and knowing one day I will take over this church, one day I'm the leader, and you know I'm the leader, I'm called to be the leader. I set up the chairs, I said hello to people. I did everything what I did before, nothing changed. Why is that so? There is something in my spirit, in my soul, something in this ground where God is saying, I want to do something in you. If you want to go further, go deeper. If you want to go further, go as deep as possible. If you want to go further, go deeper. Further, deeper. First is deeper, then further. Deeper, then further. Point number one, when the devil is not able to destroy your calling, then he will distract you. And this is an amazing strategy that I've seen around the world. He was not able to steal the anointing, the calling, but he will distract you. And Jesus is telling a story about the ground of four different grounds. And you can see in that story how the devil operates to destroy to distract you actually in the calling of God. There are four things and you have to understand what the devil is doing. And it gives you a glimpse and understanding why sometimes things are not going so smooth. But the devil is very, very smart what he's doing. The ground number one or is actually, distraction number one is the seed is on the path. On the path is not in the ground. It's a little bit above. That means you start to doubt a little bit. Doubting a little bit has to do, in Second Samuel chapter five verse four, the Bible says David was thirty years when he became to be the king. Thirty years when he became the king. Let's see this on this graphic here on the screen. He was thirty years. Put in the number thirty. And when he was anointed, he was 17 years. So if you're very strong in math, just do the math. 30 and 17 means, how long is the gap? 14 years. No, 13 years. (laughs) Just kidding. 13 years. Do you know how long is 13 years? Too long. 13 years of Oh my gosh, I'm the king, I'm anointed. Why, 13 years, meh, meh. God, I am born for something bigger. Unbelief means it's very hard for me to trust God years after years pass by, another year pass by, still believing that God is not done with me. Hey, there is a slogan of saying, if you pull the grass, it won't grow faster. If you pull the grass, it won't grow faster. Or if you say, oh, I have faith. I can move all the mountains. And you're going there and say, Seed, I'm a man and a woman of faith. God has given me the gift of faith. I'm so strong. And you say, Seed, I pray right now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, grow fast. Boom, shakala. Kurapalapa shokoro. shabanda raka. Hushabanda bushi. hurama. If you are the seed, you will say, what's wrong with you? Everything is under control. I'm planted in the ground. Chill the rabbit, chill your base. Everything is under control. It's not going faster. It takes its time. The calling, the development takes Time, there is no shortcut. If you are a farmer, there is no shortcut. It just takes time. Same question, say, God, it goes so long. How long, God? And God will ask you the question, Leo, yeah, that's me. It's so long. Has the seed already ripped into parts. Uh, it's the seed ripped into parts. It's broken. No. Uh, God, no. It's still the full seed. Has the seed already become roots? Roots, 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 roots. No, no roots. No. Oh, no good. No God, there is no roots. And then God will say, That's the point. It's not already ready. Before it's built a root system, there will be never the position to bear fruit. Hey, church, there is no shortcut. Sometimes you have to wait years after years after years because God is not finished doing the work inside of you. If you want to go further, go deeper. If you want to go further, go deeper. If you want to go further, always go deeper. Trust that God has the timing in His hands. For all the Swiss people, we have the time and the watch and the money. What I want to say to you, God's timing is in his hand. And that's actually good news. Trust God, even though this morning a business guy came up to me and said, Pastor Leo, I'm waiting for more than 20 years. I said, hallelujah, praise the Lord. And God is not finished with you doing the real work. He said, how long? I said, I don't care as long as it takes to build the root system. There's always a question about, is there a way to going fast? No. There's no way to go fast. It's a way to going deep and strong to become more for Jesus Christ. The second uh, ground, actually, Jesus is telling, actually, that point number one was unbelief. The point number two is actually a rocky ground. That means you go into difficulties, difficulties, rocky ground means this ground is not so easy going to difficulties and also persecution. Persecution means I suffer because I wait. I suffer because I believe in God. Here's a story about uh, our son. We have two sons, Simon and Stephen. And uh, Simon, our Oldest, uh, oldest son, actually, I, I took him to America uh, many, many years ago. We were in the process of doing live streaming to our locations, and we were not sure about, it, would it work or not. And I take, took him to America, to Dallas, to Ed Young's church, and he said, Daddy, it, it will work very much. And he is a guy, since he's very, 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 very young, he has a dream to be one day a filmmaker, a film producer. And if you know, if you want to produce films, it costs a lot of money. You need the films too. You need cameras. You need cutters. You need a lot of things. But he had this dream for many, many, many years. And we had a a program in our church called Together We Create. And he was there a part. And he shared the dream and the vision on Swiss German. What is his dream and calling for God. Here is the story. I dream film studio and film. And with this film, to bring people to Jesus. So very cute, here is uh, our son Stephen, uh, Simon, sorry. Simon Stephen, always the same. Uh, you, uh, you have a dream since you are very, very small yes. and we, we did nothing. You always said, Daddy, Daddy, uh, you know, I want to build a big studio. I want to create f- f- films and everything for for Jesus. But I know it costs a lot of money, but we never killed your dream. We never killed the dream. And we always say, okay, that's not my problem. God will find a way. And in the last couple of weeks, after 13 years of dreaming like David, God opened dramatically a film door for you. Just share the Yes, story. it's a
2: crazy story. I had this dream to become a film director for many, many years. Actually, I in the morning it's like this movie is from when I was seven or eight years old now I'm 21 so you can calculate and it's about 13 years which is (laughs) amazing and I had this dream in my heart and I knew when I was in school the whole arts class they they don't care about motion picture they don't care about moving picture they care about static picture for me this was a little bit boring not my style and I had to wait in my class or in my school years to be able to do films, to produce films for for church, for Jesus. And then when I get older, I got my first job here at ICF Kids. And I dreamed of being a filmmaker, being now ready to do some film, to record films for the kids so that they get to know Jesus better. But the problem was, soon after I started, There was a big team restructuring and it took a lot of um, time capacity for us. And in the new setting after the restructuring, I didn't see any chance to do some film for the kids. And I was frustrated and I thought to myself, okay, Simon, don't be the victim. You know, there will be a way. You have to find a way. You have to restructure, manage your time, make it more efficient so that you have some spare time where you can do films But no matter how hard I tried, no matter how more efficient my work got, there was never any space to do film. And I got a little bit frustrated and I thought, yeah, how would I ever going to do films for the kids? And uh, now is the sentence for you, which you probably don't hear that uh, well or don't like to hear sometimes. And it's every crisis has also an opportunity. And my opportunity is called Corona. And I got a phone call on Friday uh, in March, back then when the Bundesrat said that we had to do the lockdown. And they told me, Simon, you don't have to go to church this Sunday. And I was like, what? Not, I don't go to church? I mean, I've been to church my whole life. I've been to church every Sunday. How is it possible that I'm not, a, um, I'm not able to go to church next Sunday? And they said, yeah, it's a lockdown, you know, we have to cancel the live celebration. And all of a sudden, from one week to the other, our kids' team, and before we had no time for film, we had to do everything online. We produced three episodes per week for the kids. And this was more filming than I could ever have imagined. This is so crazy. And before we used the kids' rooms for live celebration, for setting up game stations for them. And then after Corona came, after the lockdown came, we did it. uh, We made a film studio out of it. We transformed it into a film studio where we recorded films of Jesus, of Elijah. And it's just awesome how God used this crisis to forge an opportunity for me. And from one week to another, I became a film director. And up to this point, up to today, we do every week an episode for our ICF Kids YouTube channel. It's about 15 minutes and 150 people are watching it regularly. It's so amazing for me. I'm a film director and I can't even believe it for a large audience of 150 families in the whole German-speaking part. And this is just crazy how God used this crisis to make an opportunity for me. And 13 years before, it wasn't possible no matter how hard I tried, and here I want to share you a glimpse of what we do every week. Can I read I have here the stelle von Elia. Yeah, ja, moment mal, moment mal, moment mal. Also, I'm read, Elia. Had then. Whoa!
1: Where am Falke. Oh
2: nein, ich habe das völlig falsche Buch gelesen. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, oh, oh. Jedes oh. Mal ein Adrenalin-Shoot, das glaubt mir keiner. Ha. Du schon wieder, Dr.
1: Falke. Hey,
0: Liar. So, come on. Isn't that crazy? You waited 13 years and to be quite honest, you had no chance to be a film producer because we hired already one guy in our church. And this is always when you have a structure, there's always a guy above you, always. In a company, in a church, there's always one guy above you. And there's no chance uh, from you stand of point to, to to be in that position, but God used the coronavirus for you, it became a blessing. And you became a producer every Sunday and every week. And after 30 years of building roots to, to be broken inside, God has used you in a mighty way I believe that your future is bright because God has tested you hard for 13 years and there is more to come let's give Simon a big shout of yeah, God thank you very much love you man hey, it's not it's not because he's my son I tell you the story it's because there's a lot of people in the building you waiting for many many years and all of a sudden you you it's very hard for you to trust that God is really in control you have to understand the moment God anoints you, you have also an enemy. The devil tries to destroy your calling. And if he's not able to destroy your calling, he will distract us. And the distraction happens with four different grounds. It can be worries, it can be unbeliefs, and can be persecutions. And the ground, number three, is thorn bushes. There's a worries of every day in the temptation of wealth. Temptation of wealth means actually I wanna do a shortcut. In the kingdom of God, there is no such thing as a shortcut. Sorry to say that. God is not interested in shortcut, He's interested that in you're building a root system that is everlasting. I have a question about you guys. You have two options. Either you become a mushroom, a mushroom grows overnight, grows very fast, is very impressive. You cook, you eat, and then pff, it's gone. Or you become an oak tree. An oak tree grows a year after year, a little bit, a little bit. But when a storm comes, the oak tree is there. With a the mushroom, it's game over. And you have to decide, should I live a, a, a mushroom life, impressive? Or do I choose to be an oak tree? And saying yes to the path and straight ways of God Almighty. And I'll tell you something right now. I'm not preaching to you with my finger. I would love to preach with my finger to you. It's much easier. I always preach to myself. Because you're here in this building and we waited 20 years to have a building like this. 20 years we were a portable church. 20 years built up and tear down. 20 years. Now you're sitting in a comfortable chair, but I'll never forget those moments we were in places it was super cold. You know when God gave me a calling to be a world travel preacher around the world, it took me many, many, many years. And I always had to learn and to trust God. When I'm planted in the house of God, if I'm planted in the ground of God and I choose to be an oak, I know the timing is always in God's hand. But when God opens the door then goes fast and then you don't have time to build the root system. Right now on the stage I don't have time to build my root system anymore before the the spotlight shines on you. It's important that the light of Jesus Christ shines stronger and brighter in you than the spotlight. Before God will use you publicly you have to win certain private battles that nobody is able to see it. I want to close with the fur- foreground. The fairy tale soul goes 30, 60, and 100 times of blessing. Crazy if you say yes to the ways of God and you wait and you trust upon the Lord. The fruit system is always great. 30, 60, and 100 times. Hey, when you read the story of David, you will figure out one thing. The Bible always says, God was with David. And God was with David. And God was with David. And David was with God. And God was with David. And David was with God. And God was with David. And David was again with God. And God was with David. And God was with David. And after a while, God was with David. And David was with God. And God was with David. If you read the stories of his God was with David, God was with David, because David, because David. And God, is there anyone you are together as well, or is this only David? And here is the point: Do you know why God was with David? Because David was with God. He trusted in the 13 years of tending, flipping, boring sheep. He trusted that God is building a root system, that one day when He will be the King, because the crown is so heavy, and leading people of God is so crazy difficult, you have to stand. The root system, the foundation has to be so strong, otherwise you do this one week and then you're burned out. God is not interested in burn out or freeze out. He's interested in everlasting fruit. And we want to go into a song and the song goes about rebel hearts. And I think rebel heart means sometimes if you don't trust in the timing of God means we try to go shortcuts and doing our style and being planted in the house of the Lord means I trust and I surrender my timing and my dreams and my calling my anointing to God. Before you hear the song you want to hear Psalm 139 about a psalm that David wrote about his relationship with God, and you can figure out God as if David, David is a God, God is if David, David, David is a God. That means they were like crows' bodies, and they trust each other that one day he will be a king who will lead the people of God into another level. Here is the story.
1: O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me.
0: Hey Church, um, for me it's a very, very important message. I'll I tell you why. It's not like you planted once and then you become a pastor or a leader and then th- this thing is done. Because God is challenging you and me all the time to step out in a certain area and then we start the planting season starts again. Maybe a new level, maybe a new area that's not like you're doing once and then it's done. It's like a never-ending story and it helps me actually to understand in every season there are some challenges, but in every season there are also opportunities by God Almighty. And I would love to that we can stand for a moment. You can put on the mask again if you are here live in Zurich. If you live stream, you can do whatever you want. But here, this is the law, but better mask than having a contract actually. And I would love to pray with you guys because I get so many feedback this morning from people that said this was actually the message of, of the season for me. I go into a rough season in my family. I go into a rough season in my company. I have some struggles wherever. And this message helps me to understand that the devil is to destroy destroy my anointing. And if he's not able to destroy the anointing, he will distract me. And he's doing this in a very, very smart way that often we don't understand why I do have worry or why I to a rough season because the devil tries to steal to destroy the seed if the seed is done there is no fruit there's no oak tree and let's close our eyes for a moment I love to do that because this gives me the moment where I'm, I'm so focused in the presence of God Almighty God is here right now whatever you're going through, or maybe you have never given your life to Jesus Christ. Maybe you're feeling far away from God. Maybe you're saying, Pastor Lee, it's so hard for me to trust God's timing because it's God is so slow. I will do things much faster. I think a lot of people, you can relate with that cry. I will do it faster. I'm waiting too long for a spouse, for a husband, for a family, for a breakthrough, for building up your own company, whatever God has called you to do. God, here am I, standing here in front of your presence. And I don't want to have a rebel heart. I lay my life into your godly, almighty hands. Plant me, in the ground of God and I am planted in the ground of God and I wait upon the Lord and I trust the Lord and I will not walk away not even unbelief nor worries, persecution or the wealth of the world can distract me I stay in the ground and I won't walk away because you are doing something beneath the surface and I trust you that my root system is the reason of all the blessing and fruits that will come in my life. And sometimes it's just the word, stay. Don't rush and don't run. Don't be in a hurry. Just wait upon the Lord. Can you wait upon the Lord whatever area you are challenged? It's not like a losing message or for losers they are not able to do something. It's for people that trust that the fruit is bigger than what the world can offer. We are going and chasing after an everlasting fruit. Can we soak that presence for a moment in? Can you soak that moment in that you sing, yes, I am planted? and I stay planted and I trust because I trust because I trust for some people right now don't run don't rush don't do the mushroom strategy I am an oak planted in the house of the Lord While you're standing or you're watching live stream, maybe you heard this song maybe for the second time. We introduced you this song last Sunday. I heard this song maybe two months ago. Every new song I hear month before you hear it. And this song came out right for this preaching series about David means here I am and I'm not going anywhere. I think the next couple of Sundays, this is the message. Here I am and I'm not going anywhere. I, I, I standing stick and I, I am planted and I will not rush and I will not run away. I have not a rebel heart. I trust you, God, that doing something in me, you're going that I will go further, that I will go further. We are going further. We are called for success. We are called to do something above and beyond. This is the calling of God, but I don't run away. I don't rush. Can we sing that song as a statement right now? Whatever situation you face, here I am and I will not go anywhere.